Hello, and welcome to the MomStrong Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Johnson, creator of the MomStrong Method and full-time holistic health and life coach for working moms and mompreneurs. I give it to you straight. I hold you to being your best self, and I can't help you. I can't wait to help you craft your life into something perfectly imperfect. Tune in each week as I share tips, tricks, and motivation for balancing a family, a job, and trying to get healthy. I'm so glad you're here. So today's episode is sponsored by my favorite, The MomStrong Method. It's my signature seven-month program to help ambitious working moms own their busy days, find themselves again, and get healthy in a way that truly, honestly, I promise you, doesn't suck. And the reason why it's seven months is because quick fix programs never work. I love being a one-on-one coach. I can dive in deep with you. We can go through life together. And spots are currently open. They just opened September 1st, just today. Happy September, everybody. And this is the perfect time to join into the MomStrong Method. We'll get you a really strong foundation laid for the next month and a half. And then we hit the craziness that is gonna be the holidays. And I will get you through that in a way that doesn't suck into the new year and beautifully into 2021 and whatever that holds for us. And so it's a fully customized program to you and your goals. No BS, one size fits all. No like here, watch this module, see you in a week. It is in the moment accountability and coaching. There's no counting calories, no winning food, no hustle, no grind. We help you get wholly healthy without burning yourself to the ground. I want to share a quick testimonial from Andrea, one of my current one-on-one clients, and what she said about her experience so far. She's about three, just over three months into the program. Working with Coach JJ has been life-changing. It's allowed me to stop and listen to me and build patience with myself and therefore with others. The MomStrong Method was a really scary commitment for me to make to myself and trust another program and the financial investment. I'm only three months in, but my husband just said, whatever you're paying her, pay her double. I'm getting my wife back. We were in the verge of divorce, and I know it was because I wasn't putting me first, and now I am, and we're falling back in love again. I love me again, not because I'm perfect, but because I'm trying. And this is not an uncommon story. I am not a divorce coach. I am not a relationship coach specifically. But when you work on you and we help you set beautiful boundaries and learn to communicate differently, to change the soundtrack that you're in with your partner and to start putting you first. And again, like really setting those boundaries, but in a beautiful, healthy way, you can't help but change your marriage. And nine times out of 10, 9.9.9 times out of 10, it is a good thing. And that's so funny because initially husbands are for sure my biggest naysayers. They're like, oh my God, you're going to pay someone what to do what? Let's just join the gym. Let's just, and they, they want to um, try alternative methods. But when the woman's like, no, this fits, this is better than any program I've seen. This is what I actually need. And they commit to it nine times out of, again, actually 10 times. I've never had a husband say, yeah, this was a dumb commitment. I always hear the husbands eat crow, which is kind of fun, saying whatever you're paying her, whatever she is doing, keep doing it, pay her double, keep doing it because they get their wife back and you get yourself back in a really beautiful way. So again, spots just opened today. I opened them to my waitlist clients. And um, then if you're interested on September 5th and you're not on the waitlist, spots will open for you. So head to crafterlifecoaching.com slash MSM for more information and book your getting to know you call. During that call, what we do is I deep dive. I ask you questions. I talk more about the structure of the program, the financial investment, and we make sure it is a complete fit because I am up in your business for seven months. We are hanging out a lot. So I want to 
make sure that this is perfect for you and for the time in your life that you're in. All right, friends, today I want to teach you how to say no without feeling like an asshat. So um, for me, I'm a Midwesterner. I'm a Minnesotan currently, born and raised in Iowa. And no can feel really hard. And we have this thing, um, maybe you've heard of it, maybe you have a Minnesota nice, which is really like Minnesota passive aggressive. And so I want to try to eliminate that in the world and also teach you how to say no without feeling... Um, without feeling like you're giving up a part of yourself or without feeling like you're being mean. This is especially true for my Enneagram 2s. If you identify as an Enneagram 2, um, you will find saying no really hard because you wear your heart on your sleeve and that is how you show love and feel love is by putting others first. But I want to teach you a way where you can say no but feel really good about it. So the first thing to remember is when you say no, you are saying yes to something else. And so this is a really great reframe. For me, um, a book that really helped me get clear on how to say yes and how to say no easier was The Desire Map by Danielle Laporte. And it gives you an exercise. It's a workbook. It's like a really intensive workbook. And you go through it and it gives you a way to figure out your desired core feelings. And for me, that was a really important exercise because then I can measure it like a barometer against this experience. Does it bring me freedom? Does it make me feel abundant? Does it make me feel resilient? Will it build resiliency? And does it give me space for magic? Those are my four desired core feelings and words. And so I would recommend if you want to go through that, it might make this exercise a lot easier. But a good mindset reframe is when you say no to something, you're saying yes to something else and vice versa. When you're saying yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So what are you saying no to? The one gift I want to give you that more people need to use is learning to pause before a yes or a no. You are allowed to pause. No more automatic yeses. No more, oh yeah, sure, I think I can make that work without fully knowing and doing your homework. And what I recommend doing before any yeses, big and little, is pro-con list it. If something that asks you to take your time, because time is your only currency, Ask yourself if you're completely happy currently in your life with your priorities. And if you're like, yeah, I feel good about movement and about how I'm eating, how I'm sleeping and my relationships, then it might be a yes. But if not, and you're saying yes to something that takes your time, you're taking away from those priorities. And it can be an easier no. When you're like, no, because this would take away from me having my alone time, or this would take me away from my sleep or from time with my partner or with my kids. So if you take that time to learn to pause before a yes, rarely is anyone expecting a yes in the moment or a no in the moment. So ask for time. Hey, can I get back to you on Tuesday? And that's really um, an exercise that I've worked with a lot. I have um, a couple clients who work in the school district, which is a shit show. And I pray for them every day. And so I have given them, I've reminded them to set boundaries. All people want to know is when will you get back to them? They want to know a timeline and you have to set that boundary. Otherwise the boundary they believe is whatever paradigm they're operating on, which might mean, why hasn't she gotten back to me in five minutes? Why hasn't she gotten back to me in 24 hours? So a gift that you can give people is setting that boundary of time when you're wanting to say no or yes. You just need time to think about it, but give them a boundary and say, Hey, you know, I don't know right now. Can I get back to you tomorrow at noon? Or can I get back to you next Tuesday? And I do recommend, honestly, a side note, side tip. 
If you are in a job right now that is drowning you in emails because of all the outside requests, put an autoresponder on and think about the top three things that you're getting your time requested for. Have links or resources to answer those top three things so you don't even have to respond. And then at the bottom say, thank you so much for your email. If your request is not found in these three resources, then I will get back to you in the next 72 hours or 48 hours or 24 hours, whatever truly gives you time to respond and be present and be mindful. So you can do this same exercise with any decision coming your way. Learn how to say no and learning how to pause and there's no more automatic yeses. So pro con list it, what is it taking away? Because every yes is taking something away. It could be time, it could be resources, it could be whatever it is, money, whatever it is. Everything you say yes to is taking away from something. Everything you say no to is adding to something. And then for my twos, my Enneagram twos, I really want you to tune into this one. And for folks who have a hard time saying no because you feel guilty or um, this can get deeper, obviously, with like parental relationships and family and all that kind of stuff. So, So try to separate the request from the person. This is the same thing with food pushers. Try to separate the food or the gift of food from the emotion, right? And so separating the request from the person. Remember, a good, a really good mindset shift for me, and that's really worked well for some of my Enneagram 2s that I coach, says to remember that if you're not a full yes, it's going to suck to give that half-assed yes to the asker. And honestly, it might take an opportunity away from someone who would have, who it would have been their hell yes. So that's a releasing exercise for me. Whenever an opportunity is passed my way and I'm like, oh, it's a really good opportunity or, oh, I really like that person and I really want to help them. But saying yes to it would mean saying no to something that's a higher priority, whether it's family time or it's sleep or it's my workouts or whatever it is. Then I separate the request from the person. And I remember that by me saying no to this, it's opening up a door for someone else who would have it be their hell yes. They're like, yes, this is amazing. And for me, it's like, oh, I could. And a personal example for this is um, I started, I was a group fitness instructor and I said yes to it and I didn't fully think it through. I got caught up in what that meant and the status and, you know, the excitement of having, of doing group workouts and helping people. And when I got into it, I realized that what I was saying, I said yes to doing group fitness classes. What I was saying no to was my Saturday mornings and was the hours that I lost during the week for myself planning workouts and was other things that I lost. Yes, I gained a lot of things too. And those were amazing. But the things, again, my, one of my guiding core things is freedom. And that started impinging, infringing on my freedom where I was expected to be at a certain place at a certain time every single week and have this workout planned. And it just wasn't my calling. So for me, when I decided to not be at that job anymore, my vision when I did that, because it was hard. I love the people that I worked with. I love the you know people that were coming to the workout classes. I love the culture of the company, but it was just becoming more and more of a no and taking more and more of things that were just a higher priority for me, right? Between my business and Zeke being distance learning and just my free time. So when I said no to that, what I imagined was someone, this has just opened me saying no has just opened the door for another person to come in who is their hell yes. And that's how I vision. And whether that's true or not, it might be total bullshit, right? But for me, it helps me frame that to go, you know what, I'm holding back an opportunity that's a half yes for me that might be a full yes for someone else. 
So this often, the, the immediate yeses sometimes come in the, with the in the moment questions. So like, what are you up to this weekend? Oh, I hate that question. And I'm always like, why, what do you want to do? It depends, right? And so with that, with any of the in the moment questions, whether it's from your boss or from a friend or your neighbor or whatever, if they're like, what are you up to this weekend? Or what are you doing tonight? You can always answer with a, hey, let me check my calendar. What's up? Like, I don't know. Let me check my calendar. What's up? And then that can give you more of an insight into their question, whether they're just curious and they just want to hear what you're doing, or they're looking to put one of their yeses and priorities that might be a no to you and might be a yes to you. But it's always a nice response is, hey, um, let me check my calendar. What's up? What do you have in mind? And then you can go from there. And then you can follow it up with that one of those first questions I taught you, which is, going, um, yeah, what's, what's, let me check my calendar. What's up? And they go, oh, I'd love for you to help me, you know, repaint my dining room. And you're like, hey, no problem. Let me, let me look at my calendar and get back to you by tomorrow at noon. Does that work? Setting that boundary, giving yourself time and space to process. And then when you say no, if you don't want to paint the dining room, you're able to then pro con it. Okay. It's taking up time. It's X, Y, Z. Is it a pro? Is it a con? And then you can make your decision from a centered place. Cool. Hope that helps. You can say no without feeling like an asshat, I promise. Well, happy September, my loves. As I said, the MomStrong Method one-on-one coaching spots, they are open as of today. There really is no time, whether your kids are already in school or are gearing up to go to school, um, whether your workplace is being flexible with you or they are not being so flexible with you, whether your partner is in a great mood about quarantine and about all the changes happening or whether they are in the dumps, the MomStrong Method is built for that, to help you feel more sane, to help you own your days, and to help you actually get healthy while doing it and not going crazy. I promise you. I'd be honored to coach you. So head over to craftyourlifecoaching.com MSM for more information and to sign up for that getting to know you call. The getting to know you call is no pressure, friends. It is not a high pressure sales call. There are more often than not calls that I get the end, to the end of, and I tell the person, hey, I don't think this is the best fit for you. I am honest with you about that because I don't want to waste your time. I don't want you to waste mine. I want to make sure it's a perfect fit and that we can absolutely get you to your goals. Um, reminder, if you're not in the free MomStrong Facebook group, hop into it. Find me on Facebook at Jennifer Tigus Johnson and always on Instagram, Jennifer.t.johnson on Instagram. And remember, you're MomStrong. You're not meant to be normal or average or perfect. You are meant to be exceptional in your own way. As always, I'm here in your corner cheering you on and believing in you, even before you believe in yourself. Massive love to you.